Welcome to today's podcast with Crosspoint Church, where we share the gospel and we share our lives. With so many fun and new exciting things going on at church, we want you to be in the loop. So make sure that you check out our Facebook page and that you check out our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com. And now for today's message. Well, good morning again. We are wrapping up our Give, Grow, Go series. On your way in today, you would have received a bulletin that has some great announcements on there, as well as a QR code for more information on the church. And then on the back side of that is our mission statement and the words Give, Grow, Go broken out. So if you need a cheat sheet today during the message, there it is right there on the back of, of your bulletin. If you've missed any of these messages, we're wrapping this up today. If you've missed it, I would strongly encourage you to go online to crosspointwaverly.com or Facebook or YouTube and watch or listen on Spotify. And over the last few weeks, we've really just charted the course for what we believe is are, are, are the divine directions from God for our church. And so I encourage you to, uh, to take a listen to those and watch those and catch up if you've missed any of them. In October, we got away as a staff to pray and to dream about the future and come away with some language that we could rally around collectively moving forward. Three words that we came away with are, are the words give, grow, and go. Would you say those with me? Give, grow, go. Let's one more time say it. Give, grow, go. That was strong. That was solid second service right there. I'm proud of you. And so these three words really are the base that our mission statement is built around. As a church, we exist to inspire and equip people to give their whole lives to Jesus to grow in their relationship with him and others and go tell the world the good news. They're, these are the three words. We understand and recognize that it's the Holy Spirit working through each of these steps and each of these words. It's the Holy Spirit that draws men to God for salvation. It doesn't happen without the Holy Spirit drawing people to God. The Holy Spirit refines us and shapes us and sanctifies us into the disciples that God has called us to be. And the Holy Spirit is who empowers us to go into the world and share the good news. None of it happens without the empowerment and the work of the Spirit. We understand that everything that we do starts with what, G what God did for us. In his magnificent mercy, God gave his son. It starts with what Jesus did for us. He, he paid the ultimate price for us. He gave his life. And, and then when we do what we do because he did what he did. Jesus paid the ultimate expense in order to restore the lost to himself. In 2013, there was a lady by the name of Amy Rowans who lived in Geneva, Ohio. She had a 22-month-old Labrador retriever. She opened up the door, and the dog ran away and went missing. The local papers recorded that Amy has crawled through sewer pipes She's climbed up deer stands. I didn't know that Labrador retrievers hunted from deer stands. I just, I didn't know that was what they did. For those of you who are like, is he really that dumb? No, I'm not really that dumb. I realized that she climbed up so she could look out. And so uh, she, she walked across fields marked as gun targets. She searched from an airplane and hired professional trackers in a desperate attempt to find her dog. Did I mention that she's looking for a dog? Okay, we have a COVID dog. <laughs> we were one of those. 
And before having a COVID dog, there was no ounce of me that could understand why a woman would do what she did. Now that I have a dog, there's about two ounces of all of this that understands why she would do what she would do. My wife tried to hijack my notes and she typed in there, you would do it too. Nope. (laughs) Don't love the dog that much. Nope. Not crawling through sewer pipes to track the dog. The dog want to leave that bad, he can have his wishes. You know what I'm saying? Survive on your own. She didn't stop with all of what I shared with you. She involved the Coast Guard, the police, school bus drivers, mail carriers, veterinarians, the Ohio DOT, and railroad workers to find her dog. She said, I just have to find this dog, dead or alive. The article continues. Major search parties, a mass phone call campaign, and flurries of flyers were used in attempts to locate this dog. Rowan said, there's nothing. This woman said, there's nothing I wouldn't do to find this dog. She offered a $10,000 reward for the safe return of her dog. That inspired some people to take advantage of her. They said, we have your dog, pay the ransom, or we're going to hurt your dog. Fortunately, they didn't have the dog. The police found them and arrested, arrested them. It goes on. She said, I have sold my family heirlooms and my car. And that she put her life on hold concentrating all of her efforts on her dog's return. And that's exactly what she did. For nine months, two days, 21 hours. Who's counting? Apparently she was. (laughs) That's what she did. She put her life on hold for nine months, two days, and 21 hours and didn't stop day in and day out searching for her dog. She didn't stop until the happy ending happened of her being reunited with her mutt. And here's what I want to say to us this morning. If a woman would go to such great lengths to get her dog back, how much more do you believe and imagine that a loving heavenly father will do whatever's necessary to save his lost children? God went all out in redeeming us and bringing us into his right relationship with him. And in light of what he's done for us, the only reasonable response that we could have as followers of Jesus is to give our whole lives back to him. We win as a church when we help you give your all to the one who gave it all. So two weeks ago, we unpacked this word, give. Last week, we focused on the second word, which is grow. We want to encourage everybody to grow in their relationship with God and with others. Any guesses today on what this third word might be that we're talking about? Why y'all telling me to leave? I just got here. Uh, thank you. That laugh was better than any laugh that I got in second service. I don't know who did that, but I love you. Thank you. Following Jesus is not an exercise in passivity. We are meant to have an act of faith. Jesus went all out for us, and we need to be willing to go all out to be, to be on mission with him. And when we talk about go, one of the things that I like about it is no one's pointing to each other saying, you go. Instead, it's Let's go. 
And when we give our whole lives to God, we become part of the family of God. We become children of God, and we grow in our relationship with him and others, and then we go. And we go in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the strength of the family of God. We sang this song this morning, Make Me a Sanctuary. We understand that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. So wherever we go, the Holy Spirit goes with us. There's a bridge in that song that says, fill me up with awe and wonder. And during worship this morning, as I'm singing that, I'm like, God, even in the midst of this service, may the Spirit of God be poured out in such a miraculous and a mighty way that we would all stand in awe and wonder of the Spirit's power, right? God, as we go to the grocery store, as we go to restaurants, as we go to school, as we go to our places of employment, as the, the t our bodies being temples of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit going with us, God, and even the seemingly ordinary things, may we see the Spirit of you at work in our lives in such a powerful and a mighty way that we stand in awe and wonder, even grocery shopping and eating. How many know what I'm talking about? We go. We go in the power of the Spirit and the strength of the family of God. The recovery of that dog took heaps of people. Nine months, two days, and 21 hours. What are we willing to do? What lengths are we willing to go through to be on mission with God to advance his kingdom and get back his lost children? It seems unbelievable, the effort that this lady went through for a dog. And the mission of God has eternal consequences and reward. We should engage at a high level of urgency and sacrifice. It's a matter of life or death. Paul writes in Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 15, how then when they call on him in whom they've not believed, how are they to believe in him of whom they've not heard, and how are they to hear without someone preaching, and how are they to preach unless they're sent? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Almost every single Sunday, we pray for a specific country. As we pray for that country, there are a number of statistics that are up there, but one of the statistics that we see are the number of unreached people groups, people who've never one time heard the name of Jesus. And Paul says, how will they hear, how will they call on, on him in whom they've not believed, and how are they to believe in him of whom they've not heard, and how will they hear without someone preaching, and how are they to preach unless they're sent. Jesus said in John chapter 20, verse 21, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. Peace be with you as the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about how this word peace comes from the Hebrew word shalom, which means more than just not to be in conflict. Even in modern Israel, when someone is greeting another person and saying hello or goodbye, they typically say shalom. And it's much more than just a hello or goodbye, and it's much more than just simply peace be with you. Instead, the idea of shalom is flourishing. And so on the way in of somebody's, is on the way in for somebody to come into your life and on the way out for them to leave your life, you're saying these words to them, shalom. May the flourishing of God be with you. Paul writes in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse number 16, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. Another way of saying it, now may the Lord of flourishing cause you to flourish at all times in every way. May it be so, Lord. 
John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says that I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Flourishing happens. Abundant life happens when we give our whole selves to God. Flourishing happens. Abundant life happens when we join on mission with God to go. And so again, we look at John chapter 20, verse number 21, where Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. Flourishing be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. Some of Jesus' final words before he ascended into heaven after the resurrection is, are found in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 and 20. Before he ascends into heaven, he gives these words, and these words carry weight. In his final moments, he took time to express and communicate something of importance. Some of you have gone through the process of drafting a will or a living will. It's your final words, right? It, it, when our kids were young, Erica and I drafted a living will, not because we had much stuff. We weren't worried about the stuff that we had. What we were worried about was our two children. And if something were to happen to the two of us, we wanted to know that our kids would be taken care of. And so in the living will, it outlined clearly who was to take our children and what was to happen to them. Fortunately, we didn't die. And now our kids are old enough to take care of themselves. My brother asked me to take care of his children if something were to happen to he and his wife. This was when they had two kids. Now they have five. He reached out to me and said, are we still good? I said, we're still good with what I committed to. I committed, <laughs> I committed to two of them. I don't know the two that I'll take right now. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. I don't know what will happen to the other three, but we got two of them. We didn't want to leave what would happen to our kids up to chance. We didn't want to hope that somehow somebody would know what our wishes were. We had it in writing so that if we were to pass, our voices would speak clearly from the grave. <laughs> Jesus took time in the final moments of his life to address what he wanted done to his kids. And it goes both ways. He was directing his disciples to go to his future disciples, those who hadn't heard in Matthew chapter 28. These are the words that are recorded. Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Again, we go back to John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Verse 17, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but instead to save the world. And Jesus gives us this commandment in Matthew chapter 28, verse number 19, to go. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And then these comforting words found at the end of verse 20, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. As we go, 
we go in the authority of Christ. Can I assure you of something? That if I ask my son, if I ask my daughter to go down to the basement and tell my son to do something, the likelihood of him doing that is not very high. The likelihood of my daughter just going down to the basement and saying, on my authority, on the authority of Juliana, I tell you, Jacob, to do X, Y, and Z. He might look at her and say, who died and made you mom? You know, who died and made you king of this house? I'm not doing it. But if Juliana were to go down to the basement and she were to say, dad told me, to tell you X, Y, and Z, that's some strong authority right there. My son's probably going to say yes to that. It carries a different weight when she's going under the authority of her father. Can I tell you, as followers of Jesus, as we fulfill the great commission, as we go out, we go in the authority of Jesus. He's the one who's told us to do it. It's on his behalf that we share the gospel and we go in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Paul wrote, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We don't go alone. We go in the grace of the Lord and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. There's a blessing that the Lord spoke to Moses to speak in Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons saying, thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. As we go, we go under the blessing of the Lord. He The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and give you flourishing as you go. So what do we do? In light of what Christ has done for us, we give our whole lives to him. We grow in our relationship with him and we go. I don't think that any of us could stare into the face of Jesus and look into the grace that he's given to us and our response from that be that we're gonna take or that we're gonna shrink or that we're gonna stay. He said, I think that if we had the ability to gaze upon the countenance of Jesus to look into his face, as we consider his grace, that the only response that we could, that we could have is that we would give, we would grow, and we would go. God, we'll give our lives to your purpose and to your will. We'll make a commitment to grow in our relationship with you in Christ's likeness and with others. And we make a commitment to be sent out. We're going to go. I love that we can have a guest like we had come share stories of, of where he's going. And realize that for us, it. It's not just so that we can give a few dollars and think that we have fulfilled the Great Commission. Instead, like it's a both and. We get to go into our communities. And we get to go into the places that he's called us to go and we get to sin. I think of all of you who've joined the 47s team that Kelly Sampson is leading to partner with Venture to to help set people free from sex trafficking. 
as I think of this word go, I think of people like Dave Shutnik, who today will be returning from Ecuador. I think about how one of Crosspoint's young people, my daughter Juliana, spending two months in Bangladesh, I think of people like Tom Wheeler, who I visited in the hospital this week, and on my way out the door, he looked at me and he said, go be a light somewhere. And I turned around and I said, you be a light right here where God has you. Visited with him later that day or the next day, and he shared with me a story of how he had been a light to somebody at the hospital. As we think of Go, I think of times that we've gathered to pack meals for meals from the heartland. As we think of Go, I think about my wife, Erica Bartholo, using the talents that God has given her as an author to write books to encourage people. For those of you who are curious, like Dan shared a story of where he's living. It was that place that Erica lost it. Like she wrote a book called Holy Doubt. That's, you know, so that's the place where, where they live. And she wrote a book of God's grace that brought her through that season and how it strengthened her relationship with him as he went on this journey. And now this book, Praying is Not Hard, right? And it was released this week. I'm proud of her for using her talents to go into all the world. I think about the three KB teams that are going to be going to El Salvador and Alaska and Bangladesh this year. I think about you going out to your spheres of influence and families and work and school and going and let the light of Jesus shine through you. I think of people like Shirley Reginald leading Grief Share. That in the last number of years, there have been nearly 400 people who've been part of that ministry, people who have lost someone significant to them that's caused them grief, and they said, I need somebody to help work me, help me work through this. And nearly 400 people, Shirley, it's amazing. Faithfulness over time. I think about the care team that goes and visits people in moments of celebration and in moments of loss. I think of people like Doyle Wagner who once a month goes and preaches at a church in Denver. I think about all of us giving sacrificially to kingdom builders so that we can send families like the Winnings to the uttermost parts of the earth. We get to go and we get to send. And how cool would it be that in the midst of extravagant generosity to send others, that we would figure out a way to systematically begin to share the gospel with every single soul in Bremer County? Why shouldn't we? You hear us frequently talk about the 12,000 people within a 10 mile radius of our church who don't go to church. Can I tell you, that's our assignment. That's our starting place as we go to this community. That empowered by the Holy Spirit that we would stand in awe and wonder how God would use us as we go and tell the world the good news. That we wouldn't let that be the destination. Instead, it's just a starting point. And then we would say, God, here am I. Send me. And maybe for some of you, at the beginning of your careers, God's going to send you. And maybe for some of you, you'll have a second career where you'll go to the uttermost parts of the earth and you'll make Jesus known. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes all across this room? Maybe there are some of you who've come in today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've never asked him to be your Lord and Savior and you say, today, I want to enter into a relationship with him. Maybe there are others of you who at one time walked with God, but 
you've turned your back on him and you say, today I need to see my relationship restored back to him. Just a moment with every head bowed and every eye closed. If that's you, you say, I need to ask Jesus to come into my life for the very first time. Or you say, I need to see my relationship restored back to him. When I count to three, why don't you slip up your hands all across this room? One, two, three. Lift them up all across this room. Let's all stand. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And if you raise your hand online today to say, I want to become a follower of Jesus, I'm going to lead us all in this prayer. And here's what I'm going to ask is that each of you would repeat after me and know that you won't be praying this prayer alone, but that each of us in support of you will also be praying. Let's pray. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've messed up. This morning I ask for your forgiveness. Come and give me a fresh start. Be my savior. Be my king. Take over every area. Take over every aspect. And help me from this day forward to live for you with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God praise for what he's done this morning. If you prayed that prayer in person or online, we want to encourage you in the decision that you've made. So we'd ask you to do one of two things. Either text YES to 319-250-8998. Or you can pull your phones out at some point before you leave today and scan that QR code on the back of your seat and click on the I Decided tab and fill that out. We want to encourage you in the decision that you've made in the journey that God wants to take you on. I'm about to lead us in prayer and then the worship team is going to lead us in another song prayer team will make their way up to both sides of the stage. And if you've come here today needing prayer for anything, I'd encourage you to step out of your seat and come forward and receive prayer. God, we thank you so much for your love for us. God, we thank you for what you're speaking to us as a church, for the direction that you've given to us, and for the divine assignment that we believe that you've given to us. And so, Lord, I pray for those in this room and those watching online who still haven't surrendered their whole lives to you, that today would be the day that that they would surrender their lives to you, that they would move from being children of wrath to being children of God. Lord, I pray that each of us would, would commit to growing in our relationship with you and growing in our relationship with others. And finally, as we grow in our relationship with you, in other words, as we are filled up with more of you, that it wouldn't just be for our sake, but instead we would go into the world and we would share the good news. Lord, I genuinely pray as we go under the anointing and the power of your spirit, that there would be moments this week that we would recognize that you did something supernatural in and through us and that we would stand in awe and wonder of you. God, anoint us, we pray, as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message was inspiring and encouraging. For more information about this message or about all things Crosspoint, check out our Facebook and head to our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com.